all of these things. Well, who are you comparing yourself to to come to that assessment? You got to be comparing somebody. I mean, right? Spirituality. You say, well, I, I think I'm a spiritual giant. Well, who are you comparing yourself to? Watch. All comparisons, watch, comparisons. All comparisons require a ruler, a measuring rod, something to compare yourself with. And in our text tonight here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the church at Corinth has had some issues with Paul. If, if, if you remember in chapter 10 and verse 2, they, they accused him of walking in the flesh, right? Walking in, in, in the flesh. In verse 7, he says, Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we. And we almost get the inference that they were uh, to, the, to the point thinking that it was he even in Christ. He's like, if you're in Christ, then I'm in Christ. There's a comparison. right? We'll get to that a little bit later. So they're, they're accusing him of walking in the flesh. The second thing they really accuse him of is, let me say it this way, of being two-faced. Look at verse 10. Uh, For his letters, say they, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech is contemptible. His speech is contemptible. Verse 11, let such an one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. Paul's saying the way I write is the way I'm going to talk to you when I get there. The, what, the, the power of the letters is the same power that I have when I preach. And uh, they were, there was an accusation here almost of this kind of a two-faced thing going on. But if you notice, uh, as we're going to see tonight, Paul was not phased by the accusation. And he's going to caution the church about measuring with the wrong ruler. This is what they've done. They've measured Paul with the wrong ruler. All right. But here's the fact. Before we, I want to, I, I just want to set some things down before we move on. But the fact of the matter is, we do measure ourselves. Amen. We really do. Sometimes we measure ourselves to make ourselves feel better. Right. Yeah. Well, you're a drunk. I'm not a drunk. <laughs> At least I'm not a drunk. At least I'm not this. At least I'm not a murderer. At least I'm not fill in the blank, right? We measure ourselves. And when we do that, sometimes we measure ourselves just to make ourselves look better or feel better. We do that. Sometimes when we measure ourselves, it makes us feel worse. And that's not right either. Well, I'll never have that much money. Well, I'll never be that smart. Well, I'll never win that much money on Jeopardy. Well, I'll never have that type of a car. Well, I'll never, you know, read letters in Sri Lankan that well. I mean, I'll just, I'll just, I'll never be like that. And we can compare ourselves and it ends up making us feel worse. And that's not right either. It's not. My cousin, Chuck, I was out at his house one time. And he has these weights set up in his garage. And uh, him and his brother were there, my other cousin. That's how that works. My cousin has a brother, and that's my cousin also. <laughs> Took me a while to figure that out. And, uh, and out of nowhere, he says, hey, let's see who can bench 135. That's just 245-pound plates, no big deal, for 15 reps, okay? And so his brother got down first. <laughs> You know, 12, 13, 14, 
15 puts it up. Not bad. And Jackie gets up and he says, I'll be 69 on Friday. That's pretty good for 69 years old, isn't it? Right? 130, I was pretty impressed. My cousin got down, his brother got down, same thing. He pumped out 65, 15 reps. He was 64 years old at the time. And I'm looking at that. <laughs> I said, my shoulder hurts. I'm good. <laughs> and it really does. I can't do hardly that anymore. And, uh, but yeah, I, and, and even at that, I think in my best, I might have been able to do that for 15, like 30 years ago. But no, it's not happening. It's not happening. And it really bugged me. I was like, man, this is... I mean, this really bothered me. I, I, I don't think of myself as competitive, but I guess I am. And it really, really bugged me. But it made me feel bad. It made me feel bad. But then later I felt better because I realized, well, those two jack legs weigh 240 pounds. What's half of my weight? Well, I can do 80 pounds for 15 reps, right? This, you now I'm feeling better, right? See, watch. See, sometimes we can measure ourselves by the wrong measuring rod, and it makes us feel worse. They're both a danger. They're both a danger. One will puff you up with pride. The other will make you quit because you'll never measure up. You'll never measure up. So we all measure ourselves. We absolutely do. And so many times we use the wrong ruler. We're using the wrong measuring rod. We're using the wrong tape measure. And so Paul's response to the attacks and the accusations was a little bit snarky. It was a little bit of a dig. And I like this. Let me run up to it again. Go back to verse 10 again, if you would, please. And this is what he is saying they are saying, okay? For his letters, obviously he is, this has come back to him. Obviously he is, somebody has told them this. This is what they're saying about you, okay? For his letters say they are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such and one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. Bubba? I think that could have been put in there, but it's not. Verse 12, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. He says, we don't do this. We're not going to measure ourselves. We're not going to compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. <laughs> What's he saying? What, what is the problem going on here at the church? They commend themselves. You, you ever know anybody like that? Well, I'm pretty good at that. Well, I, I did pretty, I, I'm pretty, I, I had a friend growing up, a kid next door, we'd play basketball and play games like horse or pig or whatever, you know, and because uh, <clears throat> that's the best you can do when you're four and a half feet tall. You don't want to get in a real game. You just play those type of games. And, uh, you know, and we'd play, all the, and he, oh, he'd win. He'd be like, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, you'll never be. I'm like, mm you know it's what I want to do and it's just you know commending he was always oh man he was just so full of pride it was sickening and uh, it was really sickening because he always beat me and so and uh, but but you know you ever been around somebody who just commends themselves all the time it's kind of annoying after a while and Paul says you know we're not of those that commend ourselves we're not of those that watch that measure ourselves by those who commend themselves that's a bad measuring rod 
somebody who's always commending themselves. Yeah, don't measure yourself by them. And this is what Paul's. This is this was his his response here. Obviously, the some he is talking about was some that commend themselves is those in the church at Corinth. So the the Corinthian Christians were commending themselves by comparing themselves to each other. Yeah. Remember my opening question, right? What would you compare yourself with to get to your answer of whatever uh, positive you have about yourself? So, who were the Corinthians comparing themselves with among themselves that would have caused them to question Paul's sincerity and consistency? Who are they comparing themselves with among themselves that caused them to question this? Wait, do you remember 1 Corinthians? No, think about this church, okay? Think about them. Infighting, fornication, Paul said, of which isn't even named among the Gentiles, the unsaved. The infighting, well, I'm a Paul, I'm of Apollos. You know, the, the pride and the arrogance and the infighting, the, the messed up operation of the Lord's Supper. They're getting drunk at the Lord's Supper. And Paul's like, uh, you got your houses to eat in. It, you don't do that in the, you don't do that at home. You don't do that here. He had to correct that. They were messed up on spiritual gifts. I mean, they had so many problems. This one, this one man I, I read, he said this, how much of a compliment could it have been to be the most spiritual person among the Corinthians? You know, they're commending themselves to themselves. And this, 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 this man, this author said, how much of a compliment could it have been to be the most spiritual person among the Corinthians? They're not very spiritual people. They had a lot of issues and a lot of problems. And for them to compare themselves among themselves, it's like, well, at least, at least I wasn't having an affair with my mother. <laughs> no, really. No, really, that's it. It's like, uh, what are you boasting about? You're sick, right? And this is what happens. We compare ourselves with the wrong ruler. Micah, can you come up here? Do you feel okay? Could you come up here? I want to show you something. Brendan, here. Yeah, Brendan can. Oh, you can just sit right here. Stand right here. Look at this. Do you notice how I tower over these guys? I mean... (laughs) Tower, tower, t- tower over them. I'm pretty tall, aren't I? Pretty big, pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where'd you? Oh, great. See, he messes it all up, right? This is the Corinthian church, and this is Paul going, what are you bragging about? Right? <laughs> Can you see the top of my head? It's getting thin up there. No, no, it is a mistake. No, that, that was the wrong ruler for me to brag about, right? It's the wrong ruler. If that's the area of bragging, right? Uh, it's like being at a, at a Mensa convention, you know, and, you, uh, and you've got an 80 on your, uh, on your uh, uh, IQ, you know. Mensa, you've got to have at least a 140 IQ to, to join Mensa. It's a, it's a, I forgot what it stands for. I don't, I don't know. It's about smart people, really, an association of really smart people. And uh, being at Mensa with an IQ of 80 and thinking, yeah, hey, buddy, I'm smart. I'm pretty smart. And they're like, 
Okay, all right. Or, or bringing your kindergarten class and thinking, yeah, I'm really smart. Well, they, they're like five. Of course you're smarter than them, right? So, no, we picked the wrong rulers. The wrong measuring rods is what I'm trying to get at. And, uh, you know, it's not wise. Look at verse 12. For we dare not make ourselves in the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Yeah. It wasn't wise. Why isn't it wise? Well, uh, Brendan's only 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he ain't done growing, man. I can feel really good about that, right? Next to a five-year-old. No, he's not five. He's 15. When your grandkids are like at your chin, at like eight, yeah, this, there's nothing to brag about, right? He says, you're not wise. Yeah. It's not really smart. It's not really smart at all. Jesus had words for the churches at Revela- in, in Revelation. Remember the seven churches of Asia Minor? And there are some really great uh, commendations that Jesus had for those churches. But there was two churches in there that uh, thought they were something, but they weren't. Remember the church at Sardis in Revelation chapter 3? And the Reve- they, they, they said, uh, he said, you have a name that liveth. They thought they were alive. And Jesus said, no, you're dead. You're dead. The church at Laodicea, they, they, they said this. Remember, they said that they were rich and curious with goods and have need of nothing. And Jesus says that you don't even know that you're a wretched and miserable, poor and blind and naked. No, they had a measuring rod that they thought they were doing pretty well, but measured against Jesus. He said, "Uh, no, you're not doing so hot. You're not doing well at all. So what's going on? The wrong ruler. The wrong measuring rod. The wrong tape. There's a little boy who announced to his mother, I'm Goliath. I'm as tall, I'm like Goliath, I'm nine feet tall. And she said, oh, well, what makes you say that? He said, well, I made a ruler and I measured myself with it and I'm nine feet tall. Sure, I got to try that. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Listen closely. When we make our own ruler... We will always be right in our own eyes, listen closely, and blind to reality. When we make our own ruler, we will always be right in our own eyes and blind to reality. That's why it's not wise. Yeah. Somebody tries to come along and, 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 and help you along and you never see it. Why? Because you have your own ruler. Somebody says, you know, that's not really a good thing. But yeah, it is. I'm nine feet tall. How do you know that? Well, my ruler, I made it. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, how do you, I mean, what do you do with that? You just walk away from it is what you do. Like you would a five-year-old. Right. But unfortunately, 30 and 40 and 50 and 60-year-old people do that. 70 and 80, 90. We make our own rulers. Yeah. Notice I didn't say 20s because they don't do that yet. So. We know the ruler we're supposed to use, don't you? Right. Look at verse 13. But we will not boast of things without our measure, 
but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. And we'll look at the rest of this next week. But look at this. Paul said, I'm not going to boast of things without our measure. I'm not going to boast of things outside of ourselves. Look at, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us. A rule is a measuring rod. A measure is a determined extent. It's, we know what you mean when you, when you bake a cake and it says, you know, a cup of flour. Well, that's a measure. Okay, I don't need to spend time on that. It's a measurement. A rule is like a carpenter's tape. A rule is like uh, the rod that goes between the two stems that set up for playing limbo on your roller skates. How many remember that? And uh, I didn't do well with that. But... Uh, it's a measuring rod. It's a measuring rod. Paul says, I measure myself according to the rod that God gave, which God hath distributed to us. What does that look like? What does that look like? Go back to Isaiah chapter 6. You know this passage very well. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord, I saw also the Lord high and lifted up. He said, and his train filled the temple. He said, above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. What, what changed Isaiah? What changed him? Do you realize he had already pr- produced, uh, proclaimed, I believe it was six woes on Israel? Israel for walking away from God, for being uh, you know, just rebellious and walking away. Uh, the first five chapters of Isaiah, you have woe after woe after woe pronounced against, against Israel. But here in chapter 6, Isaiah comes with a woe against himself. What did he do? Well, he saw God. He said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. He, he was, uh, his train had filled the temple. He, he, he was on his throne. And when he saw God, his response was, not woe is Israel. His response was, woe is me. For I am undone. For I am a man of unclean lips. Watch this. When he saw the measuring rod, he realized he didn't measure up at all. All, not in the least bit. When he saw God in all of his glory, he said, woe is me. And when he said, woe is me, then the angel came with the coal off the altar and set it upon his tongue and said, your sins are cleansed. And then when he saw God and who he was and measured himself rightly against the right measuring rod, then he was able to hear from God. Do you realize he overheard the Godhead speaking? Yeah. Listen to this over here. I, I didn't mean to read this, but, but notice this. 
uh, verse 7, he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and whom will go for us? God wasn't talking to Isaiah. They were discussing within the Godhead. Who are we going to send? You see that? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? You know what? When Isaiah saw the measuring rod and he measured himself by it and he saw himself rightly next to God that he was in a bad condition and then the, the, he said, woe is me. And the angel, uh, you know, he said his sins were uh, cleansed. He saw God and he was now able to hear God. You know what he said? Here am I, send me. He was ready to go. He was ready to do something. God didn't ask him, he overheard it. Well, how did this change come in Isaiah's life? Well, he saw himself next to the, the, the measuring rod. You know, we're always measuring ourselves, aren't we? But many times we use the wrong measuring tape. Many false accusations and false observations of people come because of a wrong comparison. Many discouragement comes, and much discouragement comes, because of wrong comparisons. Much pride is fostered because of wrong comparisons. And as children of God, He alone is who we measure our life by. It's kind of a relief. Do you know, I don't need to measure my life by anybody in this room. And you don't need to measure your life by anybody in this room. No, people are an encouragement, absolutely. And people, listen, people edify us and they build us up and they help us along to, to serve Christ. But at the end of it all, I just need to look at Him. Right? What does it say? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We are looking unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul wasn't concerned about the accusation of some in a church that was all upside down. Why? Because his measuring rod was God. Yeah. Does that mean Paul wasn't wrong? Well, sure he was wrong at times. Remember Romans 7? The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't do, I find myself doing. <laughs> Who shall deliver me from the body of this, from, from this death, from the body of this death, right? I mean, he was in some, some bad, bad situations with the flesh as well. Yeah. But his measurement was on other people. His measurement was God. God could correct him, you know. Yeah. God could, could help him. So he wasn't phased. He wasn't phased by the church of Corinth. He got a little smart aleck, just a little bit. Who are you measuring your life by tonight? I'm not saying who's an encouragement to you. That, that, that's different. I'm not, I'm not saying who's, who does God put in your life sometimes to, to help you along. I mean, some people, I don't need anybody. I just, I'm in front of God. Yes, come on. God uses people, Okay. God uses people in our life. He uses authority in our life. He uses people who aren't authority in our life that say some things that's just right from the Lord, you know. 
I'm not talking about that. But who are you measuring your life by? Do you know some people don't see their sin because God isn't their measuring rod? Well, I don't drink. I don't crowds around on my wife or husband, whatever it might be. I've tithed for over 30 years. But all the while, the elephant in the room. Right? You, you ever have a little problem in your life? Might be pride, might be this, might, whatever it might be. And you run across a lost person who doesn't have that issue and you're like, oof. Some people don't see their sin because their measuring rod isn't God. Some are discouraged in their Christian life because their measuring rod isn't God. What does he say about you? I don't know. What What does the cross say about what he says about you? I mean, if you had one similar event in all of history to get the mind of God of what he thinks about you, look at Calvary. He loves you. He's for you, not against you. I know. And I know sometimes the whipping doesn't feel like he's, against, he's for you, but he is. He's for you. Yeah. Some people look at everybody else. Their church is bigger. Their family looks more Christian-like. Their life looks like they don't have any problems, and they compare, 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 compare. <coughs> And you'll get discouraged in your Christian life if you keep comparing with other people and other things. Keep the measuring rod, God. Is God pleased with you? Is God pleased with where you are in life? Is God God pleased? Well, how do I know that? (laughs) If you stay in the Word of God and the witness of the Holy Spirit of God, you'll, you'll know that. It's called conviction. Some people are full of pride, feeling like they're better than others because their measuring rod isn't God. Remember Luke 18? That Pharisee? I thank God I'm not like this publican. Right now. I wonder if he said that, you know, out loud, I'm sure. Yeah. Thank God I'm not as other men, extortioners, right? unjust adulterers, or even as this publican. Wow. You know what Jesus said the publican was doing? He had his, wouldn't even, couldn't even lift his head. He said he smote his breast. He said, God, forgive me, a sinner. God said, that man, Jesus said, that man went down to his house justified. You know why you get so full of pride? Because we begin to compare ourselves with those, what we think is, quote, below us, and we stop comparing ourselves with the rod who is God. So you know what we ought to do? I think here's the takeaway. Do you think this might be a really simple takeaway? Measure yourself by God. By the Word of God. Measure yourself by that. What does that look like? I don't know. Search me, O God. See if there be any wicked way in me. Know my thoughts. Right? What David said. What was he doing? He was setting himself, he was measuring himself next to God. And he was wondering at this time where his measurement was, where God wanted to be. And he said, search me. Measure yourself to him. Stay in the word. Know what God says about you.
why it's so imperative. The Bible reading isn't just some exercise that we do, you know, every day. Although, it, obviously, it's something we do should be doing every day. But, my goodness, how can you measure yourself properly? You know, it's, it's like building a house and never having a tape measure on your side and never pulling it out. You know, it's like, well, I, I, got, I got the Bible at my house. Open it. Read it. You know what you do when you read it? You're pulling out the tape measure and you're measuring your life. I've been doing that a lot lately. Measure, not, you know, measuring boards and cutting them. A lot of cutting. A lot of boards. A lot of cutting. Yeah. 13 and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 16. It's okay. Whew, those little ones are hard to measure sometimes. Yeah. Measure your life. Open the Bible. Yeah. Pull out the measuring rod. And get in it. And what God tells you, worry about that. Don't worry about what everybody else is thinking, okay? He's, our, he's the rod to measure by. Amen. Father, thank you for that tonight. Lord, I'm so thankful we don't have to measure ourselves by somebody else. We don't have to measure ourselves by those who seem to be like they've more arrived. Lord, we don't know where they've come from or the background. Some people, Lord, have been blessed with just great security in their past and a wonderful childhood and they came to Christ at a very young age and, and Lord, it just looks like they have it all together and Lord, you're, not, you're, you're concerned about where we are now, not, not how we compare with that. Some people didn't have that growing up. Lord, would you help us tonight as we look through your word, as we study your word, as we read your word, as we get immersed in your word, that we would look at it to see how we measure up to see whether we are living a life that pleases you a life that's usable to you I'm so thankful that a usable life and a, a life pleasing to you doesn't mean we have to be where some of our missionaries are living in the ministry where they're doing to be pleasing to you Lord we this is where you have us and this is the field you have us in and this is where you're growing us and this is where uh, we are living now where uh, our life can be a, a pleasing to thee. I'm thankful for that. Help us not to measure ourselves by ourselves. It's not wise. And Father, we'll thank you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you stand tonight? The piano will play and been discouraged watching other people? Don't measure yourself by them. Measure yourself by what God has said. Getting been filled up with pride, maybe, just because <clears throat> I'm not that bad, and I haven't done that, and I'm not living like that, and uh, you know, I'm. Uh, hey, listen, be careful. Be careful. Measure your life against the Word of God. Measure it against the Word of God. Both swings of the pendulum are are wrong and they're not and they're not wise. They're not wise.
Amen. All right, uh, Brother Chuck, would you uh, close us in a word of prayer tonight?